0: Can I get a number one with lemonade and some Chick-fil-A sauce and a
1: spicy Southwest salad and one dream cone actually make it too. Great job! Thank, thank you! you. God, that's awesome! You have a beautiful one! Thank you! Thank you. Have a great you too! Hey, welcome back to Potty Rich! Hey guys! This is, <laughs> this is Sophie Way
0: and this is Graham Rhodes. Thank you for uh for joining us today. Coming yeah. at you from a, from a stormy, a dark and stormy Chicagoland. A uh, stormy
1: day in London town, some might say.
0: <laughs> kind of makes me want to take a nap.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Nap time. Nap ah. <laughs> ah. I miss I'm a, that guy. Every time I was in, <laughs> every time, for the whole time <laughs> I was in London, I was thinking about that man singing, it's a stormy day in London <laughs> town
0: can't mm. go outside can't i can't Roll hit this
1: now well you. i could but i'm a bit of a baby when it comes to storms so <laughs> nap <Now> time ah <laughs> so thank you i know that back and forward like the back of my hand is that a saying back and forward no i don't know <laughs> definitely not um okay. but anyway i just want to start this off by saying would you ever name your dog jason
0: never I would never do that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I was just in the elevator and I was waiting, as you know, Graham, Um, I was waiting for the elevator for a really long time. I live in an apartment building and um, you have to go one at a time in the elevator. And so I had to wait a really long time because I live on the fifth floor and people were just coming down from all floors above. Oh,
0: I was like, why do you only have one person going at a time? But it's, it's, it's the season. Thing. Yeah, okay. Makes sense.
1: So this guy's in the elevator and he's like talking to his dog and he's like, come on, Jason. I'm like, what?
0: That's so weird. You named
1: your dog Jason, you're telling me right now. I mean, That's he was like naming... not speaking to me, but you That's named so
0: your dog weird. Jason. <laughs> I would, you know. that gives me like, that gives me the same energy as if somebody would name their dog like Matt or like, or like Steve. It's so sterile and weird and uncomfortable
1: like you have a cute dog and you named it steve or like
0: you really ruined that dog's life
1: you did or like brenda the dog you can't you can't do it Um, i feel like
0: you could pick any like animal crossing name for like a because i feel like animal crossing has some like normal-ish human names sometimes but like they also work for animals
1: yeah well There are a few. That cat called Bob.
0: Oh, yeah. Barreled. (laughs) Beardo. Ew. Yeah, actually, I rescind that statement. Thank you. (laughs) There are some
1: animals on there that are serving some other kind of human realness, (laughs) and I don't want to see it. Why are there so many animals that have facial hair drawn on?
0: It's really gross.
1: Um, it's disgusting. That's, that's
0: Beryl. Beryl doesn't have eye like the whites of his eyes. They're just dots. It's really unsettling. I
1: unsettling. think he's my
0: least favorite. Um, I wanted to quickly explain what you guys heard at the very beginning of this podcast, that little, <laughs> that little Chick-fil-A song. Hmm. So, um, yes, it's a TikTok, of course. What would you expect? It's um, It's this uh, girl who's driving through in Chick-fil-A, um, I think this was recorded pre-Corona because neither the girl ordering or the person taking her order were wearing masks, and they high fived. um,
1: Oh, they touched.
0: Yeah, it caught me off guard at first, um, but you know, I think uh, it's it's a period piece.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pre-Corona PC, some might say
0: PC, Um,
1: correct or pre-Corona? Take your pick.
0: So um, she's like driving through and she, she, has, uh, she has like neon, like highlighter green hair. Uh, keep that in mind as you're picturing this image. Um, and she starts singing her order. <laughs> and the, the woman taking her order is like, throughout the video, she, you can see that she's kind of like, um, she's like nodding her head, like writing down the things, like being like almost like weirdly engaged. Um, Do you think she's paid? She could be a paid actress. Because
1: I would not be surprised. That's something else. I'll say it. Yeah. Like the I lady mean, was acting bizarrely okay with how or like what was going on, you know?
0: Exactly. Maybe maybe the girl like when she pulled up to the window to order, she was like, "Hey, can I film this TikTok and you'll be in it?" So then she kind of was like, "Oh my god, I have to act."
1: <laughs> Imagine she's like, "Can I sing for you?"
0: <laughs> I would be so happy. That would make my entire uh my entire uh, job, so worth it.
1: Your job? Your,
0: yeah, like, if I was, if I was working at a fast food
1: restaurant. Oh, and, like, Casey Fry, like, came up to the window and was, like, can we sing for you? I would live. I would live. I know, I would live and die, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything in between, too.
1: Yeah, every cycle of life. <laughs> Would be experienced for Casey Fry. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if he came, if he came over and like had three heads and was like, "Can we sing for you?" I would be like, <laughs> "Absolutely, take your time, sir."
0: <laughs> the more, the merrier.
1: And he would be like, "Can I get a number one with some Chick-fil-A shosh? So, and that's also, my interpretation.
0: I think my favorite part of that audio is when. She's ordering the dream cones, which, like, I don't even know what a dream cone is. I've never been to Chick-fil-A. Neither. I think it's ice cream. I'm going to assume it's ice cream. But -hmm. she's like, I want one dream cone. Actually, make it. And she says two in the most weird, like, indie (laughs) singer kind of way. She's like, actually, make it. It's, like, robotic. It's very strange.
1: Is it, like, Halsey vibes? I didn't really listen to that part.
0: It's like. It's not like, sorry, which I feel like would be Halsey, but it's more like, it's it's so nasally to the point where like, I'm like, girl, here's a tissue, blow it out.
1: (laughs) Did you ever have a Halsey phase?
0: I did. Oh my God. I've seen her like three times. It's bad. I didn't know know that about you. Yeah. My past is my past. Um, Important to recognize, but I don't define myself by it.
1: Wait. So tell me, what was your phase in high school? Like- What were the artists?
0: Okay. So, I mean, I think we experienced similar artists, but definitely, like, um, I don't know. My music taste was, like, heavily shaped by my friends. So, Mm -hmm. um, like, freshman and sophomore years when Halsey started getting, like, super popular. So I was kind of just growing out of my 21 Pilots phase (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh, Marina and the Diamonds. (gasps) um, Yeah really any tumblr girl like anybody on tumblr that was like kind of uh put into an aesthetic you know like that kind of like grunge pop aesthetic yeah that,
1: like that, that the Aussie quintessential example lana del rey yes i was no, such... literally
0: i'm a lana stan because of that
1: <laughs> yeah like i was such a huge lana del rey fan like oh my god mm-hmm. i had I a poster in my
0: room when i was like in eighth grade <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, and, like, if you think about that, the stuff she was saying, and we were, like, we were, like, hell yeah. Like, so fucked. She was, like, I
0: do coke with my baby. And I was, like, oh, my God, yes. We like, were, like, That's incredible. serve.
1: <laughs> we are like, I, same girl.
0: <laughs> I actually saw Lana Del Rey um, six years ago today.
1: Holy shit.
0: Which, like, that's crazy. I left, uh, I left after lunch, eighth grade, to go wait in line at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. And
1: as it was you a time. should, like, literally, as you should, that's education.
0: It was education. It it's was my first queer ever. Weird
1: politics.
0: Like... <laughs> 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 it was insane. Um, that was my first ever, like, camping out for a concert experience, which then, like, snowballed into a huge thing for me all throughout high school. Um,
1: yeah I feel like I always yeah. saw like your stories and you would be like in a weird line on a sidewalk <laughs> yeah with like a group of people that I yes like, maybe I knew like half of them the other half were like random people
0: yeah no concert culture is one of the weirdest things especially like in high school like I would I think my weirdest and most regrettable experience was camping out Um Twenty-four hours for
1: the nineteen seventy-five. Holy
0: shit! I was dumb. I was naive. I thought I could do it. Oh my! That's a that's a whole nother story. Um,
1: Twenty-four hours.
0: Yes, we got in line at ten p.m. the day before.
1: Wow! And were you the first ones?
0: No, but we were barricade. So we were um, we were close. A lot of people gave up, um, mm. and then there was like some like numbering system that kind of got. Fucked. I don't know. It was it was really crazy. But I think since that, I've told myself that I will never camp overnight for a concert because literally sleeping on the streets is like not fun. <laughs> we're
1: like we're like homelessness. Not fun. We'll say yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Newsflash. <laughs> um,
1: we're like Kim Kardashian. We're like it's so sad. Period. <laughs> period. So, anyways, um, <laughs> moving on to the yeah. hundred dollar tickets we got. Um, yeah. but yeah i i've never done like a huge big camp out for a concert i've only done like two hours max i would say
0: that's the most you should do if you're camping out more then it's probably not even worth it um Hmm. i think the well no that's not true because my most recent like camping out experience was charlie xcx in october of last year
1: worth um,
0: it and i like it was on a it was on a thursday which i only had one class um and i went i was planning on missing that class i got in line at like 9 a.m and um i didn't know this but like the first 25 people in line would get handed a meet and greet wristband oh,
1: for no free way.
0: yeah so and you could leave the line and then come back at like 5 p.m and get let in so, oh, that's
1: sick. Did you meet her?
0: I did. Yeah.
1: Wow. It was insane. She was
0: doing free meet and greets at every single show.
1: That's um, really nice.
0: I know. And I that's like immediately what I told her. I was like, I just need you to know that like what you do for your fans is incredible
1: mm-hmm. and
0: takes so much energy. And I don't know how you do it. I have so much respect for you.
1: Yeah, that is actually so respectable. And also like given that people are paying so much for tickets and probably getting upcharged by like picket distributors
0: yes that's 100%. so nice yeah um which i guess like i that brings us into our first topic um <laughs> so charlie xcx just released a quarantine album that is true she really did she released an album called how i'm feeling now which she uh completely wrote produced in a month yeah
1: um, and it was sick i'll say it. it was good it was really really good yeah, so I saw on Twitter that she said that it is the like younger unhinged sister of Pop Two, and I was like, okay, wow. I can see it.
0: I see that too. Yeah, it had a lot of those. Yeah, because she worked with um, she had the uh, A. G. Cook and B. J. Burton are like her two like main producers that she worked with yeah. on like almost every song, and they were they were there with her, um, in Pop Two. I see that a lot because it does have a lot of that like experimental, more like clubby almost vibe Mm -hmm. some of the times. Um, I think
1: unhinged is a really good word for it. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is a bit. But um, Pop 2 is definitely my favorite Charlie XCX album. Yeah. What is yours?
0: I'm going to be honest. I (laughs) I stand so late. Um, I started standing Charlie uh, like last summer before Pitchfork yeah Um, but um i always have an attachment to like an album that comes out when i'm a fan of them Mm -hmm. so like her self-titled album charlie is my favorite
1: yeah that one was it was good i like personally didn't get too attached to that one like Mm -hmm. i didn't listen to it until i was in london which was like pretty late yeah um And, yeah, so I went to London, like, late August. Didn't listen until then when I was, like, doing my commuting. Because I was, like, saving up media for my commutes. Because I had to commute about an hour each way. Every Um, day? Yeah. To, like, Uh, a a job or what? No, to my classes. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah, it was actually – it was really bad. Um, (laughs) I was on the – northwest side of london that's where i was living okay. um and then my school was in the um southeast side what neighborhood camberwell How like Peckham. Camberwell.
0: oh wait that's so far
1: it was horribly <laughs> far yeah so i was on the border of like zone three um Damn. to the west and then I had to take two trains and a bus to get to school every day or every class, you know what I mean?
0: That's so awful. I literally, when I, so for, for some background, me and Sophie both studied abroad in London at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, my classes were like in my residence hall.
1: <laughs> oh my God.
0: <laughs> Which I, I guess is, I didn't realize how much of a privilege that was. Were you in like in a homestay?
1: no i was staying at a dorm um i went to ual which school did you go to
0: bu uh has a london campus so like so sick yeah my professors who studied or um the way that like my college sets it up is like the professors you have um your first semester in boston you have in london as well
1: wow okay that's awesome
0: yeah no, it was definitely um super enriching, and I'm really glad that I was just able to have them for such a long time build those yeah. connections, you know,
1: yeah, so I was in a direct enrollment program, so I was basically enrolled at University of the Arts London for a semester, and it was very much unhinged um <laughs> yeah, just like that's just like the best word to describe my london experience um <laughs>
0: It's so, I just wish I went to, well, I don't know if I say this with my whole heart, with my whole chest,
1: mm-hmm. but I definitely
0: wish that I lived in London longer than I did because it's such a cool city to me. Um, and I love studying there and being a student.
1: Yeah, I loved. Um, I loved being there because you could get to so many places so fast, like that yeah. was one of my favorite things, like I traveled to 13 cities while I was abroad for one semester.
0: That's great, that's like every weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I was uh, doing a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm so jealous. I was only there for six weeks, so I, I was definitely- oh, whoa. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs>
1: <Uh-oh, boo. laughs> <laughs> I
0: did, um, I did 15 credits in six weeks, which is insane. And it's that like- That is crazy. It's, like, low-key a ripoff, but, like, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I got – I did, like, um, a pre-module, which is where I actually ended up meeting my best friend for, like, the whole time I was abroad. Um oh, incredible. Yeah, so we met in this art history pre-module, and uh, that was two weeks uh, in London and then one week in Berlin. Oh. And – that was a four credit class so that's like three credits and then you did 15 in 6 weeks
0: yeah it was it was kind of insane and those were my lowest grades of college
1: <laughs> oh i would yeah. like i would not have been able to like do that oh my god
0: yeah it was they kind of like they kind of talk about how like since the curriculum is like very integrated um and very like interdisciplinary That it's easier than it is, but you're still doing 15 credits worth of work and like, in half the time. So it's it was definitely stressful, but also like so rewarding at the same time. And like once I found a balance in that first week, just getting like a routine down, I don't know. I just felt the fact that like I wasn't doing any like clubs and I was cooking for myself made the time feel a lot more manageable.
1: I was so thrown off by not having any extracurriculars. Like it threw yeah. me. I don't know I, how. I. A,
0: sorry, what? Are you a super involved person at, uh, at like your U.S. school?
1: Um, so I do a cappella.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a big commitment, right?
1: Yeah. It's so it's like seven hours a week plus. Um, I usually have a leadership role. So like my sophomore year, I was the president at the end of the like year. Oh wait. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of involved work with it. So it is kind of more than a seven hour commitment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would guess it's probably more around nine. Um, okay. And I'm also in a band and we, I don't know, our, our performance schedule is like pretty lax. So we rehearse in a really weird way. But um, yeah, my extracurriculars are just pretty much music uh, centric, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, they're pretty pretty involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can imagine like any sort of like extracurricular that involves like like it's like talent based or skill based in like that way. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. those like naturally take up so much more time
1: yeah and it can be really frustrating too um I mean
0: mm-hmm. when
1: you're trying to organize twelve people's schedules, it's horrendous sometimes, you know,
0: yeah, and, and especially you- just especially when it's college, which literally so many people are doing so many different things, it's really hard
1: right, and then you end up like taking a lot of heat for being you know stern about missing rehearsal or um, I don't know. I just like a lot yeah. of the time I felt like a huge bitch. And yeah. I would say it and I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm being a huge bitch." But then that like completely undermined my ability to like have authority, I think. Yeah. And I think that's like the weird part about being in such a like serious position because when you're the president of a club, you need to like you need to be a little bit on top of it but also you're probably good friends with a lot of people in the club. I mean, I was, and Mm -hmm. it was really hard to be like super serious with, um, my good friends, like some of my best friends, you know?
0: I I feel that exactly. Um, I have the same issue sometimes. So I'm in a a professional multi-gender fraternity, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm on the executive board for that. Um, and even though we do have like a hierarchy of like co-presidents, treasury, treasurer, secretary, and then like all these different chairs, we kind of all do a lot of work together. Um, and there's been times where we've had to like, um, I don't wanna say, not bang the gavel, but uh, <laughs> um put our foot down you know and just like have to be and I have so many friends in it you know because like by the nature of clubs like you're gonna be friends with people who are in have common interests so it it just
1: feels embarrassing almost when you're like yeah um so you can't be late to this every single time you know yeah and I just feel so like I just felt so bad a lot of the time. Because I didn't want to, like, be mean to my friends, but, like, if someone's showing up 15 minutes late every rehearsal, I'm gonna get mad.
0: Yeah, of course. No, that's totally valid. I think it's really hard when you're already friends with somebody to kind of, like, create that distinction between, like, being the president of a club and, like, being somebody's best friend.
1: Yeah, and I mean, also, I was an underclassman at the time, and a lot of my friends were seniors, and so I would be like, um, you can't show up late like that. But I would be like, am I getting a little too big for my bridges here? Like
0: But you you'd be like Goo goo gaga at the same time. I said
1: goo goo gaga show up to rehearsal on time. <laughs> that is what I said. Period. But yeah, that was a really like oh oh my god. <laughs> I shouldn't say this on here, but I'm gonna say it. Like Ooh. there were like problems in leadership, like people were just fighting with each other. And so I essentially Mm. became a therapist. Like
0: What? (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go into it or anything. But I mean, like, there were huge problems between two of the other leaders. And I became like the mediator. And it was mm, a Mm. mess.
0: Yeah, that sounds really challenging to navigate. (laughs) I, I commend you.
1: I know, and I was, like, the younger one, too. <laughs> so I'm like, um, you guys, do you think that you could maybe be nice to each other? <laughs> oh.
0: Effective.
1: Uh, effective immediately. Bang that gavel.
0: <laughs> effective power. The conversation just deleted. Yeah. Shut down.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot about that meme.
0: I know. I just remembered. I I thought it was so funny, especially when people started to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, a year ago, they would just be, like, effective power to stuff they didn't want to see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, wait, literally, like, when memes come back and they're from, like, five to ten years ago now, like, because that's possible now, which is unfortunate but true.
0: That's so crazy, yeah.
1: I know. When people bring them back, like, I think it's even funnier than anything (laughs) that could be created. People talking about, like, Derpina, like... (laughs)
0: Derpina has been so like prevalent in my life the past two years and like I'm why so
1: glad because <laughs> i wouldn't stop saying it while i was abroad like my best friend was like can you like why are you saying that and then she ended up saying it too like <laughs> she started calling her boyfriend derpina like <laughs> i you can't make this up like
0: <laughs> that's why i um derpina is why i add like ina to the end of just random words
1: oh I like
0: uh, that. Thing. Yeah. So I like, like a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, but it'll it'll come naturally. I'll slip it in somewhere in the conversation <laughs> later in this pod. Um, and you'll hear it.
1: I, I also love like the rage comic memes, like the troll a guys. <laughs> so it's, it's like,
0: it's so, it's easy to look back on it and be like, this is, this was like not, like, I'm past the cringe stage of looking back at it. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, what the hell was we're that? We're
1: post-cringe.
0: We are post-cringe. That's like...
1: Post-cringe <laughs> rage comic memes. <laughs> like, what was it? Like, what were those? Like, the ones where they were just like, "le fou, you know? <laughs> like, they were trying to say, like, fuck, but they didn't want to say fuck, so they wrote F-U-U-U-U-U-U-U. Yes. And they wrote lay before everything.
0: Yeah, lay instead of the. Yeah. I was like, "Okay, Frenchies."
1: Wee wee.
0: Wee wee. le foo.
1: Le foo. Yeah, that was like a whole era. That was like the beginning. Like, yeah. oh, shoot. I remember top top text having like a text Google news. phone. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Having a having a phone, you said.
0: I had a <laughs> yeah back, back when I had a phone. Um, I had like one of. There was, like, a time where, like, no, it wasn't a Google phone. It was, like, a Microsoft phone. And oh. one of the apps I had was a Rage Comic app. And oh. that was my first exposure to memes when I was, like, 11 or 12.
1: Yeah, I think I was, like, that age, too. And I would go on, like, I don't, I don't even remember the website names. But, like, they would just be top text, bottom text memes. Or, like, Bad Luck Brian memes. Oh, like, God that kind of thing or like that baby who's like holding his fist out
0: yeah and And then like the uh the not bad obama
1: oh shoot like all Uh, of this stuff like that was like i think the start of meme culture
0: it was it definitely was
1: that just like baffles me a little bit but we've
0: we've really moved on we've moved I can't tell if we've progressed or digressed
1: I don't know
0: because it's well, <laughs> well maybe just like for me I feel like the things I laugh at are like equally as stupid but just not as cringy if that makes any sense
1: yeah like I would laugh at someone like saying a very simple sentence like I don't know yeah. what it is but my humor sometimes is just so like gone
0: so niche and like just nobody gets it really that much
1: <laughs> so niche like nobody really gets me Like,
0: <laughs> I actually um was talking with somebody who listened to Potty Rich and they were like yeah I didn't get a lot of your jokes but um I kind of understood where you were coming from
1: <laughs> and I was wait like, what someone that said that to me too
0: oh and I think you know I think it's safe to say that some of the jokes you make are niche. Like, is that, is that so bad? <laughs> Arrest me. Arrest is me that first. so bad? Is that so bad? Ugh. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, like, pretty positive reviews on Potty Rich. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. We love our the, potty gang.
0: The potty gang. If you're listening right now, you are officially a part of the potty gang.
1: You are potty gang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are potty in the... Okay. <laughs> like, I, was gonna, I don't know what I was going to say there um it's okay so one one conversation i wanted to continue really quick was and i know we've talked about this multiple times now so I, i'm not going to try to beat a dead horse um the horse is already dead why would i beat it um, um for fun <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> okay Sorry. yeah um so i have been literally arguing with somebody about time traveling on animal crossing Again for the past like two days because okay. I started time traveling and like I can't I I like know how it works now and I can't go back.
1: I know. I mean you literally you can go back. <laughs> Am I right, yeah. you guys? You can. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm not gonna um, even fake laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, and that's fine. I deserve honesty from a, <laughs> from a good friend. That's what I deserve. But <laughs> Yeah, I personally like, what's the point of not doing it if you need to do it? Yeah. Period.
0: Period. You said you said words with that.
1: (laughs) Words were said.
0: Words were said, points were made. (laughs) Points were made. Um Sophie, how has your uh streaming been going?
1: Uh okay. Well, it's been going well. Um I've been getting subscribers, which is awesome, but uh, I got my first piece of hate yesterday. Yeah. Um,
0: what the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, I was Snapchatting Graham about it, but um, yeah, I I was just minding my own business streaming and what? Were you doing? What?
0: what were you doing? What were you streaming?
1: Oh, Animal Crossing. I okay. was just like, I was uh. I think I was terraforming or something where I was just minding my business and this person has the audacity to like make a comment about my weight and I was like okay first of all you can't even see my body you can literally see my shoulders and my face right now second of all <laughs> what's the point you know like was what Was it
0: just like was it just like just straight up like it wasn't like any sort of like built into no okay it was like
1: it was like it was bad i don't like
0: we don't have to talk about it
1: like no 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 no. it's fine like i i do kind of want to talk about like why are people so fat phobic and like also i don't like i really don't think i'm like that fat like, yeah. not that being fat is a bad thing. I know, like, whatever I do, like, identify as a larger person. Like, that's, mm-hmm. and that's, like, fine. I mean, I'm five foot nine and I have a wide frame. Like, it's, I don't know. That's just how it is. And that's how it has been. And that's, like, who I, I, I like, am.
0: Yeah. And especially with streaming culture, I feel like it's just, so easy for those comments to be made because they're so temporary and like obviously people are hiding behind a screen. It's it's less right. like permanent than a comment on somebody's social media post. You can't reply to them really.
1: Uh huh. And like especially when like so I I work through Streamlabs and it does delete some like nasty things. So like that is nice. But, you know, you, like, still see them, which sucks. And, like, other people in the chat were, like, dude, that's so toxic. Why are you saying that? Which Um, is, like –
0: I'm glad you were defended.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, like, random people also in there who were defending me, which is, like, chill, very cool. I love that. Yeah. Um, But I just, like, I don't get it. and I don't personally, like, imagine if I were, like – a 15 year old girl and someone said that to me like i don't know i i feel like i would be so affected like way more affected than i am because i'm sort of like jaded now you know like i've heard it Mm -hmm. all (laughs)
0: literally i feel the exact same way yeah i mean like that my like fat like my internalized fat phobia like uh originates from like middle school and having to change in a locker room full of other people that didn't look like me and just yeah. like knowing that like something about me was different and like for a very long time like I was under the assumption that different was bad and like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that's just how like kids that age operated you know what I mean
1: yeah I definitely like had a similar experience with gym class especially um like, I would always be avoiding going to gym class. Like, anything I could do to get out of going to gym class, I would do it.
0: Yep. <laughs> because
1: why would I want people to see me, like, in, like, gym clothes or this or that? Or why would I want people to see me in a locker room? I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, I I, I avoided
0: this. the situation by uh, changing in the stalls every day.
1: Oh, I would do that, too. Yeah. I I just was I've always been so uncomfortable about my body generally that I, it it has certainly like gotten in the way of how I function in public.
0: Oh, 100%. Totally. Yeah. No, like it it affects everything to like my my posture. Like it's completely subconscious. Oh now.
1: my, the way I, I like I squish my shoulders inward.
0: Yes. Like, oh my when god. When I was
1: 17, my first boyfriend was like hey i've noticed something about your posture you like you slouch a lot you should stand up straight and i was like um i haven't noticed that but thanks but like i i didn't notice it until then like until someone pointed out that i was like completely like making myself smaller subconsciously like attempting mm-hmm. to take up less space
0: yeah. It's so like once you start to like really analyze like the parts of your life that have been affected by like internalized fat phobia. It's like it's so surprising, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, like I really in a
1: terrible way.
0: <laughs> yeah, no I I just didn't realize that it affected my life in so many ways. And that's one of the things I've been like learning through like therapy recently has just been like identifying those like very small moments in my life where like it's not like somebody said I was like obese to my face a ton
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're like it only happened a few times um to either of us but (laughs) well like
0: I feel like the assumption is that like people who like and like yes of course like very severe bullying happens but Mm. like it's You can tell, like, an issue is so, like, structural when, like, the little things really get to you. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely, like, nuances. Like, it's all about those. Like, people saying things to you about food or uh, your clothes, how you're dressed. Oh, you look good today. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Have you been working out? Like, I, I don't know. Like, that's always been something that is really sensitive for me
0: yeah um like and i feel like a lot of people try a lot of people who don't have like uh who haven't really had to think much about their body um assume that like those positive kind of compliments like oh my gosh you've been working out have you been eating healthier or like you look skinnier and like taking that as a compliment like okay thanks i guess but also like that's kind of just enforcing the opinion that what i was before is disgusting.
1: Right, and that's like part of my a, aversion to like is that a word probably? Aversion? Yeah. Um yeah. to to changing um and like mm-hmm. i guess trying to be smaller generally like and changing a whole part of my lifestyle because I would have to make an entire lifestyle change to be like as small as like my friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who just happen to be biologically blessed so that they don't have to like do such drastic things Yeah. to um, maintain like a socially acceptable figure. Exactly. Um, so I guess like that's part of my issue with it because I'm like, oh, I'm just living my life like everybody else. Why, why is it that the way my bod- body naturally is is like so offensive to people?
0: Right. It's um, it's a question that I like don't think will like really have an answer. No. And <laughs> um, I think that's kind of obvious. And like I've been, I mean like so much of, my like insecurity has come from trying to find the answer to that question and not being able to.
1: Oh my God. I know. Like, (laughs) where does it stop? Like, why am I so upset about it? I think it definitely plays into like my relationships as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Even
1: just friendships, Um, like just wanting um, validation or affirmation that I am, I think enough as I am
0: exactly like it's it's really hard um for people who don't fit uh you know the stereotypical body shape it's really hard for them to find value in who they are as they are
1: right yeah (laughs) it's (laughs) it's 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 really hard like when you have friends who are smaller normally or like a typically attractive body type um when you say something to them, you're like, Oh, I don't feel good today about myself. They're like, why you look so sexy? or are like, you know, something like simple like that. And you're like, stop lying to me. Like yeah. I get angry, which completely is like a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I relate, I relate a lot. I think a lot of people will tell you, especially friends, like they'll tell you what you, uh, what you want to hear in that sense. And it's mm-hmm. never productive. Um, Mm-mm. Or long lasting, which is so upsetting, and that just you know, you know proves the point that like a lot of I well, at least for me, like I've been tr- like I always seek external validation in my physical appearance. yeah, um, same. and I think it stems from s- and like that's just like what being insecure is, and like having <laughs> definitely that, and
1: having that never be enough. Um, right, and like what is enough is the question, yeah, which I don't know. Personally, Mm -hmm.
0: me neither. I don't think anybody does, right? Because I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say that like fat people like don't have, or like I'm not gonna say skinny people like are as like oppressed as fat people, but like you know, like I'm I believe that everybody has an insecurity and everybody believes they can be better,
1: right? And I like I feel weird even saying like oppression in this sense, like I like I think. It's just stigmatized, you know? Like yeah. being large is stigmatized no matter who you are. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't know. I agree. I don't know. It's just – it's such a weird, weird thing about – I don't know. Maybe it's like something to do with where we come from or like, you know, our families – I don't know.
0: There's a, it's there's so much at play. Um right. and it's and it's so hard to pin it on a specific time in life that like these opinions of ourselves and other people's opinions of us uh shaped. Um, yeah. And I think especially to put it to put this con- like this uh this conversation in a little bit more context um especially with like the fact that like we like are relying so much on social media right now. Oh god, um, I know. And, like, I feel like I always believed that, like, I could detach myself from, like, you know, Photoshopped pictures or um, people praising skinny people on social media all the time. I felt like for so long I could detach myself from that and not let it get to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not true. And especially right now, the fact that, like, I'm on my phone for literally an average of 10 hours a day. Yeah. It's it's so hard to avoid those thoughts about myself. Right. Um, And just escape that uh those negative thoughts at all um
1: yeah i mean last night i was like sort of free writing about what had happened while i was streaming and um i wrote down something that like kind of surprised me cuz you know when you're like journaling like you just start spewing left and right you're like i don't yeah. know i feel this way i feel that way but i wrote down like you know like quarantine's kind of fun because no one can see me and like snapping
0: because i agree (laughs) yeah
1: like it's been kind of fun because like i don't even have to worry about my body image and i wasn't worried about my body image until that happened last night
0: exactly um i suffer from a lot of social anxiety so the fact that like nobody has to see me yeah gave me the same feeling. I was like, wow, I literally don't have to care how I look except for like my face if I Snapchat people.
1: (laughs) Oh no, I know. And I like, I completely do hide. Like I do get social anxiety, even though sometimes I think I come off as an extrovert. I'm definitely truly an introvert. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but (laughs) yeah, I, I don't know. I've always been someone who's just like, I gotta be in my corner for a minute you know
0: yeah i think my mom always uses the term like uh extroverted introvert or introverted mm-hmm. extrovert and like those i i don't know i feel like i rarely meet like somebody who's like truly an introvert or an extrovert yeah i find it hard to believe that like everybody like i i find it hard to believe that one person can be alone by themselves for their entire life and like, be perfectly content. You know what I mean? I feel like it's. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's a whole another conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait. Are you an only child?
0: I have an older brother. Oh. Okay. He, uh, he turned twenty-three uh, a couple months ago. I didn't
1: know that. Yeah. I'm yeah, an only I don't child, talk about so him. I, was, I, <laughs> I don't talk about him. Um, yeah, I was only asking because, like, I feel like a lot of only children want to be alone and kind of like understand the space aspect of like wanting to be alone. Like Mm -hmm. if someone's like unable to hang out because they just don't feel like it, that's not like offensive. It's literally just like they can't stand my God stimulation. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I there've been so many times where I've flaked on people just because I've needed to be alone. And I never like um I never could say that to people. I would always make up an excuse. Like, oh, I have this going on or something. Um, Normalize just wanting to be alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, being honest about it, though, is, like, good.
0: Yeah. No, totally.
1: Being straight up, being like, hey, like, I do want to hang out with you, like, at some point. But right now, I'm just, like, completely in my head. Yeah. I get stuck in my head so easily to the point where I'm, like... I just need a minute to, or not a minute, I mean like the rest of the night for myself to just mm-hmm. like get out of that weirdness.
0: Right. I feel like um a lot of times when I hang out with people, I, I can't do those two things at the same time. No. So. No. Definitely not. Yeah. But at the same, and like, that's why like, being alone in quarantine, like, hasn't been super upsetting for me because I've mm-hmm. been able to process a lot of those, like, it's it's allowed me to process a ton of feelings that, like, I, I haven't really had the time to.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I'm also just, like, blowing my brains out with social media, so. <laughs>
0: Literally. <laughs> yeah,
1: it feels like they're melting out my ears, my brains. Mm-hmm.
0: Your <laughs> um, brains.
1: Yeah, I've been, like, trying to complete some assignments, and I simply, like, can't. It's so hard.
0: Yeah. When are you done with school?
1: Um. Well, I was supposed to be done this past week, but I'm taking um an extension for one class. Okay. So I have, like, until, like, July.
0: Oh, okay. Nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm going to try and finish it sooner because I don't want to have it looming over me.
0: Yeah, I I feel that all the time.
1: Yeah, I just, I want to be able to, like, do what I got to do, and, I don't know, school's, like, always kind of been the bane of my existence, like,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: well, partially maybe because of, like, the social aspect, like, you have to be there, and, like, you must show your face, you must show your whole self at school, like, yeah. kind of connecting it back to, like, why it's, annoying, but I think as I've grown up, I just realized I hate doing work that other people tell me to do. Yeah. Is more of my issue with school than it is the social aspect. I've come to really appreciate the social aspect of school actually. I think still now that I'm there. in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it it does take time for sure. I don't know. Do you have like smaller classes or are they big? I'm
0: so my i I feel like i talk so uh so much about it, but I don't really like say what it is so my my college in uh b u is um supposed to be like a a school within a school if that sounds familiar at all
1: it does
0: um, yeah um but I had discussions that were like twenty five people um but other than that, other than, like, two or three discussions, it was, like, all, like, 200 people lectures.
1: Yeah, so, like, for me, I think the reason the social aspect has become more tolerable as I'm moving into college and, like, um, yeah, basically just, like, as I'm college age, I think it's better for me because my classes are the, – the lecture halls are 40 people, maybe 50 at max. And then the discussion courses are like eight people. That's
0: so nice.
1: -hmm. And it feels very personal. It's so personal. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: And I think it's it's really awesome. And like some of the some of the art classes I take can be more like up to fifteen, but that's like that's it.
0: I'm so jealous. I'm taking smaller classes. Like, as I get all of my intro courses out of the way. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, the smallest class I've ever had is, like, 12 people. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I was in one this semester that was eight, including the professor and me.
0: I That sounds incredible.
1: Yeah, it was actually really great. And, like, it was really nice kind of over Zoom even because we were all just, like, I don't know. We were all just, like, good friends with each other. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really sad when the class ended, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It it was, like, a very close community. And then I think because of that, like, people in their own majors become close, too, because you have so many classes with the same people. But they're Mm -hmm. small courses, so you get to know people and how they think about things and what they're working on. That's something I really love about my school like
0: the art classes especially.
1: Yeah oh my god when I am in an art class with someone for like multiple semesters it's so nice to get to see where they're going with their work. That is my favorite thing about being in a smaller school.
0: Yeah I definitely definitely, um, worth it. I've been limited from communicating with a ton of people in my major because I technically didn't declare it until um, this past semester, even though like I was taking courses towards it anyways. And my college, um, one of the things that I really like about it and also like a weakness, I guess, in the in the sense that I don't meet many people in my major is that it's a general liberal arts curriculum. So it's literally taking people from like all of these different parts of the school, like engineers, um, pre-med people, business majors, um, social sciences, humanities, all these different people Um, and putting them in a room together and, like, making them discuss, and um, it is enriching, but at the same time, when you're out of that college, because it's only a two-year college, you're going into your major not knowing anybody, and it feels like a lot of those connections have already been made. Um,
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I have a similar experience, but since it's smaller, and I guess maybe it sounds like my school is a little bit more, like, community based
0: definitely because it, like any campus. school is more <laughs> than
1: <laughs> yeah like the nature of my campus i think like the architecture itself like just makes for um like community building because we have like one main walkway we have one center where people sit we have one coffee shop you That's know really
0: great I'm yeah really, like I'm really one library
1: like it's just a very like tight community like even physically speaking and um, yeah I really like that about going to a smaller school but yeah we do have like the liberal arts thing because we are like the same kind of curriculum I think Mm -hmm. um, where everyone in their first two years has to take you know a set of gen eds but we get to be taking courses in our major at the same time like with yeah people who are also in our major that are serious about it, you know, yeah, and that's where I've yeah. met like some of my best friends,
0: yeah, um, I definitely have friends from both the 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 liberal arts side and my major um but you know I always like I always find myself thinking like what if i like was in a different college and like had a different experience I don't know I feel like it's very natural to think about that um and a lot of my and like yeah BU is like in the middle of a city and is a large school it's like 16,000 undergrad um oh whoa yeah a lot of it's it seems like it would be smaller but it's not
1: that's insane Um, mine is uh 2,600 total wow
0: how did it feel like downgrading cuz we went to a pretty big high school?
1: Yeah. Our our school is like 4000, but um it felt weird. It does. It feels like more people know about you. Um, okay. like just the availability of like information from people about other people is really weird. Like does everybody like knows everybody. Does it feel like there's, like, more eyes on you? Um, than our high school? Yeah, for sure. Um, Interesting. I don't know. There's, like, a huge social media presence of, like, pretty much everyone at, at my school. So, we all, like, follow each other on Instagram and, like, Twitter and stuff. And it's sort of, like, I don't know. In a way, it feels kind of showy to me. Interesting. Yeah, like, people will refer to each other by their Instagram handles.
0: I do that. I do that, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, people will be like, oh, do you know that girl? Like, um, so, like, one of my best friends, her Instagram handle is Nata J, and her name is Natalie, but mm. people are always just like, oh, do you know that girl, Natta J? Yeah. Or, like, people... Have actually called me Nyquil Superstar to my face.
0: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, they're like, I hi, Nyquil that. Superstar, like stuff like that. And it's just like weird. Um, but okay. yeah, like people always have like very strange usernames at my school. Like, I don't know. It's like you one have, of those. You have
0: to have a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like this one girl has Skidmore College art major. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I think that's good. Like, I don't know, it's always just very like eclectic Instagram handles, like people wanting to be like uh, different, maybe.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very that.
1: showy. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I mean, honorable mentions, news correspondent. I like that one. <laughs> uh... Some people are just funny about it, and they do, like, like one of my best friends is Siobhan Official. I'm um,
0: surprised, like, these aren't taken by somebody else. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Another one of my best friends is Goopy Sparkle Kitty. <laughs> I think that's her. Or Sparkle. Like, one of those. It's a, Some combination of those words.
0: But mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, like, um... it's a
1: very weird and fun thing.
0: The only the only person I know with like a a creative username is my friend Greta who uh, goes by Laced Mid.
1: <laughs> oh wow!
0: Yeah, that's a that's a spectacular one, really.
1: That is special.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like the, oh, I like that. Oh, also
0: oh Yangotan, like, oh, Yang-o-tan like the monkey. That's fun.
1: That is fun. That's very fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkin muffin.
1: Pumpkin muffin. <laughs> It's kind of cute, though. I know. It's adorable. Very cutesy. I like this one. Shouty craftsmanship. (laughs) (laughs) I like how I'm just like, oh, one of my best friends who's like, she's like kind of like emo, like goth. Her thing is voodoo crossing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Goopy Sparkle Kitty.
0: Goopy Sparkle Kitty wins for me.
1: I know. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. There's just a whole bunch of people Uh
0: (laughs) Uh uh-huh you're telling me um sophie have you watched instant influencer
1: um yeah duh
0: (laughs) did you watch the finale
1: yeah i watched the whole dang thing okay
0: i want to discuss that a little bit because i i i just finished the episode today
1: okay so are we gonna say spoiler alerts like if you're If you're you're (laughs) still watching this, if you're still watching James Charles' YouTube series, please, we are about to talk about spoilers.
0: We're going to talk about spoilers. Yes, indeed. Um, I, first of all, I'm so glad Ashley won. Me too. Out of anybody in that entire lineup, it was either Ashley or like the one guy who was like doing all those things with like the earth and like painting like flowers on his face.
1: Not, um, not like the young guy, right? No. Uh. Oh, <laughs> no. I I feel bad discussing him because he's like he's eighteen, and like, but he seems very, very young,
0: right? And they you were know like, mean? yeah, no, he's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um, um I thought James Charles was kind of mean
0: to who? Just in general?
1: Yeah. Like on I the first like... episode.
0: Yeah. I see that. I think he doesn't know how to run a um a show. <laughs> yes. Just, no. I was discussing this with somebody, and we were like, "How are they being graded? Like, how are they being reviewed?" It seems like it was very just like opinion based, like yeah, like comments.
1: subjective.
0: Exactly. Just very like pointless, almost.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just like I was laughing at the beginning of the show when James was like he was like introducing each influencer candidate and was like um you look great but this is your main downfall to each oh, of them oh yeah i thought that was mean and like kind of inappropriate
0: yeah no i agree it was um it was the, during the first episode uh every single there were six six mm-hmm. contestants um and each one had done like a makeup look prior to filming that They thought represented who they were. And instead of just like letting them introduce themselves, James was like, Yeah, this is cute. Um, but you could have done this better. And it just felt like not the right place.
1: Yeah, no, definitely not. Or he could have like made it into a challenge like later or something. Like it just didn't feel correct. Yeah. I don't know. He just should have separated it. It just felt really like strangely out of place and like kind of Mm -hmm. rude
0: i completely agree Mm
1: -hmm. also
0: um i was just not impressed at all uh through like many of the challenges
1: yeah um
0: especially the finale kind of left me wanting a lot more
1: oh yeah the the finale was like low-key like i was like you're serving what like (laughs) go on girl you're giving us nothing go on girl you're giving us black duct tape and cotton on your face <laughs> oh that killed me like the fact that that was his choice
0: i was like girl what what is the point
1: <laughs> he put cotton balls on his face
0: one of the, yeah for for some background one of the contestants so the final challenge was um what james called uh, a mega makeup moment and it was basically (laughs) just like create a trendy makeup look in three hours and then you'll have and then after the three hours you'll be able to have a photographer take pictures of you and then uh that'll be your like your campaign image right and one of the contestants literally just like did like i i don't want to say did bunny makeup because that's not what it was
1: It wasn't makeup. Like, it was literal, like, cosplay.
0: (laughs) He, like, he put, he, like, made, first of all, he spent an hour making those, uh, the fake bunny ears.
1: Right. I'm like, I'm like, girl, I I should have done this in 10
0: minutes.
1: (laughs) You should have used that hour, like, theorizing your, uh, your, like, message way better. Because I could think of, like, three ways he could have made that a trend, and it just was not. Like, he could have been like, oh, this is like a trend where you recreate or make something inspired by your favorite album. Because he was exactly. like mentioning Ariana Grande so much, like the bunny ears thing. And I was like, girl, just like make a message. You can make up anything and James Charles would eat it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Just like add any meaning behind something. Um, well, actually... wasn't Maybe that's not true because so the, the winner Ashley like did... When I saw a picture of what she did, I thought it was like a a take on um, on like plastic surgery, mm. uh, but it was like supposed to be off white um and like yeah. recreating like their their deconstructed fashion whatever, but in a makeup sense. Um, I didn't find much of a meaning behind that other than it just kind of being like,
1: yeah. But also like, where's the trend? What's the what's it supposed to be? The only one who I thought uh was making a trend was that i can't remember her name
0: um oh crap i've been calling her like the blonde white girl
1: yeah that girl yeah she (laughs) uh she i thought hers was the only one that was like a trend creator thing
0: yeah, because it felt like something that could be personalized super easily.
1: Yeah, and people want to talk about themselves. Like, that's the main thing. Like, people want to say, this is my take with my personality. Exactly. And I felt like Ashley and – is the other guy Gabriel? Benny. Benny.
0: Or B- Benny was the – The the young one, right? Yeah, the, the blonde, white one.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Benny and Ashley, I thought they're um, – their trends were just like not something that people could customize easily just mm-hmm. because of the way they presented it. Like if they had said anything else, they maybe could have made it like, like what I said about uh Benny's like, Oh, it's your favorite album cover. And you just like do something inspired by it. And that's people showing, Oh, I like this music. So there you go. That's a trend. And then you have Ashley's where it's like, uh, oh, mine is, like, off-white inspired. Like, just be like, oh, this is a, like, my favorite brand inspired makeup. Show me yours. Like, that kind of thing. Trend. There you go. Like,
0: that girl,
1: that girl, like, who actually had a message behind hers, I thought that was, like, that has such, like, way more potential to, like, get wind. You know what I mean? Like, because exactly. people wanna be like, this is what I'm insecure about, you know?
0: hmm People wanna yeah, you're so right when you say people wanna talk about themselves. And I think that's what like classifies something as trendy, when it's you provide the framework mm-hmm. for something and then people can make it their own. Because if it's good or bad, you know, they're still gonna do it. Um, right. I think I think that's why people do like TikTok dances, because like the framework is there, but like what you look like and how you do the dance is gonna be different than anybody else. Yeah, exactly.
1: Part. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I feel like Ashley could have and like people have been doing like doing like drawing like James did it himself, like drawing like Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton. symbols. Um, yeah. like I've seen somebody do like Gucci and um stuff like that. I feel yeah. like
1: just like that was honestly, kind of unoriginal, like I'll yes. be honest.
0: And I feel like also, I was talking about this with somebody. We both agreed that there should have been a video component for this. Like, they mm-hmm. should have had to record them, like, doing the makeup and, like, explaining why they were doing it. Because you can look at a picture and just be like, okay.
1: Yeah, right. right.
0: But if you if you do, like, the bunny makeup and you're like, this is Ariana Grande inspired, then it makes so much more sense. But James, like, yeah. the, the challenge didn't give an opportunity to do that.
1: No, it definitely didn't. But also, like, I'm not over how Benny, like, glued cotton balls to his face. So. It was so bad.
0: <laughs> it was so bad. And his like, little
1: pose he did.
0: Yes, the, the little, with the hands.
1: I was like, um, girl, you know, <laughs> you know that is not it.
0: No. <sighs> um, I think it was really funny how he was talking the whole time about uh, how committed he was. He was like, this is commitment. I'm, like, spirit gumming, like, cotton to my face. And I'm like, girl
1: you could have committed somewhere else (laughs) like
0: (laughs) you could have literally committed to like the idea of the (laughs) of the fucking look you know
1: yeah like commit your your energy elsewhere like you're giving us nothing
0: you're really giving us nothing ashley gave us ashley and the other girl gave us something something yeah but yeah
1: I feel bad for that kid though like he's young like obviously he needs more time to mature like he just comes across as a kid you know
0: exactly I was like not a bad thing at age 18 I was also doing makeup and like I I don't know I felt like I if I compare myself to him like and this is obviously like he's on the show I'm not like I'm one to talk right but like right um I was just like girl like something's not clicking for you Um, and it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. but you know everybody's life is different so yeah
1: I mean I I think like definitely when I was younger I could have been like oh I'm gluing these cotton balls on my face and it's gonna be a like lit look you know like I would have thought that that was doing something but like I think maturity just comes with time and like experience I think he's like he just needs something to like mature himself. I don't know. I don't want to psychoanalyze anyone, but like <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, I think I think the thing to mature him was definitely this competition,
1: right? I hope so. Yeah.
0: And and to some degree at least.
1: I mean, like I hope it wasn't traumatizing. James Charles was so mean to him.
0: <laughs> I know. No, I think I don't think he uh Well, actually, I don't know.
1: Oh my god. Wait, <laughs> remember the first the first episode when he kicked that girl off and she was sobbing and he made her film he made her film an an outro being like bye you guys i lost
0: yes i commented i i never comment on youtube videos ever but Mm -hmm. i remember seeing that and being like this is fucked up this is so manipulative yeah and i commented i was like um does anybody else like find that like ending really cool like this girl's bawling she just got kicked off the show and you're gonna make her like put on a smile and be like thanks for having me like it's
1: yeah it's also like already humiliating that like you got kicked off on the first round like i would just want to be like goodbye i gotta go
0: yeah i would i would leave immediately
1: (laughs) (laughs) effective immediately (laughs) exactly effective power power (laughs) okay Um, should we effective power this
0: i think it's time to effective power uh this episode of potty rich
1: all right well everyone i think you should just remember that can i get a number one chick-fil-a sauce Uh, so just remember that going forward mm
0: -hmm. and when you want dream cone (laughs) you actually want to To.
1: (laughs) you do want to
0: all right. Uh, my name is Graham Rhodes. You can find me on Instagram uh, at Graham Rhodes and on TikTok and Twitter, Graham by Day.
1: And I am Sophie Way. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at NyQuil Superstar. I think also on TikTok. I think that is my name on TikTok. It is. I don't really know. I can, oh, it I is. can
0: confirm. <laughs>
1: okay. Can confirm um, all social medias. I am NyQuil Superstar.
0: <laughs> That's nice to have that unity. Wonderful.
1: Thank you. All right. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for being a part of the potty gang.
0: (laughs) That rang in my ears, baby. Thank you so much. You are
1: welcome. All right. Bye.
0: Bye guys.